Gonzaga Nation SI, we are here. I am your host, Dan Dickow, alongside the newest Zag, not a player, but a coach, someone that I've known for a few years. Uh, I was disappointed to see Roger Powell leave, but I'm excited that RJ Barsh, our guest, is joining the Gonzaga family. RJ, thanks for joining. It looks like you got your son with us for a little bit of time. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Uh, been buying these shirts for a long time. It's good now that they're produced by the athletic department and is a part of my daily wardrobe. And this is baby boy Grayson. You'll see him running around the gym. Uh, so, you know, I got a head start on recruiting for the future. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, again, congrats. Welcome to uh, Spokane. I know you're a Northwest guy. For a lot of people that are listening to this, uh, I'm sure they've heard the name by now. They've read a little bit of the bio. Um, but you're from the West Side. You're from the Tacoma area. You played uh, at Tacoma Community College. You coached there. And then your coaching path has taken you a few different places. I guess the first question I have is tell us about what drew you to the game of basketball? You know, growing up in Tacoma, it was one of those things where basketball was always something you could go and do. Uh, you, you had a ball and a hoop, you was good. And it was one of those things where you played at the People's Center late night. It was so competitive, and it's the only place I could be till one in the morning, and my parents not wonder where I was at. <laughs> and so it was like a, the, the healthy escape from things was basketball. And then when I started going to basketball camps, primarily NBC camps, I really learned some life skills in basketball. I'm talking about 13 or 14, where I was like, man, I love this game. It's making me a better player. It's making me a better person. And that's what drew me to basketball in general was that part, the uh, the tangible part of how the skill was making me better on and off the court. So you played and then you got into coaching. Uh, you spent time at multiple levels, the junior college at Tacoma Community College. I believe it's Southwestern at the NIA le NAIA level, which is a lot better than most people give it credit for. Spent some time uh, with former Zag Leon Rice in Boise State before one year at, at Florida State. What has each of the different levels that you've worked at taught you and helped prepare you to be a part of, a, of an elite program like Gonzaga? So uh, I would say uh, at Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, and I took that head coaching job after being at the junior college in Tacoma. And one thing that all these levels have taught me in basketball is uh, – First of all, it's your personnel and how you can play to the strength of the people around you and how you can bring the best out of the people who you're able to recruit and you're able to uh, cultivate their skills, talents, and their, and, and their mental approach to just the game itself. Another thing is just understanding that in recruiting, you are where your feet are, but relationships, trans they go through any types of uh, drama, stay region, being in Florida and not knowing anybody, what, 10, 12 years ago, and now people actually say, man, he's a Florida guy. That's what basketball will do for you. And I'm fortunate that I got to experience that as a head coach. Um, that's what that taught me. What junior college taught me uh, was how to turn over your roster every single year, which is what Division One basketball is now. Yeah. It, it taught me how to, how to project. It taught me how to analyze. It taught me how to be on the fly every single day. You can walk in on a Tuesday, need a new, need a new team by Tuesday night. Uh, and so always understanding how to keep those phone calls always going, how to always have a spreadsheet, and how to always be preparing three and four contingencies to everything you have. Uh, when I was a head coach, 
I had that approach and it really saved me in some seasons. And so that's one of the things that I really, really take to heart. When I talk about my time with Coach Rice at the Division One level at Boise State, that taught me the whole organizational approach to running a program, you know, empowering your assistants in certain areas so you could be the, the, the vocal and ethos leader of your institution. Uh, scheduling, <laughs> how important those little things are, but also having a system and what you believe in the system and being willing to die with the system and live with the system. But you have to have something. Um, that's one thing I've really, really learned at Boise State. And then recruiting to the personality of your head coach, not the personality you have. That's when you find, find out how successful your teams can be. I learned that at, at Boise State as well. Now, Florida State, um, everything defensive. <laughs> so... Uh, I learned how to look at a league and see what you can do as a program to put yourself in the upper echelon of that league as a, on an X's and O's standpoint. And so for Florida State, I learned how intricacy it is to develop the defensive mindset, the junkyard dog philosophy. I had never seen anything so it looks like it's, just fast playing hard, but the subtle things that we would do every single day. I got a master class in defensive basketball. Um, got that in the pick and roll stuff at, at Boise State with Coach Burns. Uh, but then the, the way in which we played at Florida State, I learned that massively. And then on the Power Five level, uh, being an elite program, you also learned how to balance the, the nuances of life that come with the position. Uh, how to know when it's time to press the brakes on certain relationships, when it's time to press the gas, and when it's time to really lock in and focus on the details that are in front of you. I think sometimes these things can be overwhelming if you don't have a plan. So I learned how to come into this one with a plan for all avenues, and then we really lock in on the things that matter the most. Yeah, that's very insightful. You know, uh, you know, time to press on the gas, try, time to press on the brakes. I think that's important for players. I think that's important for, for just people in general. Um, talk about Leonard Hamilton and what you learned a little bit more because, you know, he spent some time as a coach in the NBA. Uh, I think quietly he's done an unbelievable job at Florida State. He doesn't get the credit nationally that probably if he were at another named school in the ACC, he would get. Uh, but you mentioned it was the master class on the defensive end. Share us a little bit more about you know, his impact on you and then the phone conversation or the the conversation you had when you had an opportunity to come back to Gonzaga. Because everything I've heard about Leonard Hamilton is he's a first class guy and he was probably excited for you to be back in your home state. Well, when I when I coached against uh, FSU, I was at the NAI school and we played against Florida State. And then after the game, he came up to me and he uh, said a few things about my team that he appreciated and me two things that he thinks I should adjust. And I said, hey, we'll change those th two things and we'll come back and play, <laughs> you know. Um, and so we developed the relationships on the X's and O's part first. Um, his approach to basketball is very unique in a sense of he wants to coach your entire life. And so the guys that go to Florida State, the guys that play with them, the guys that are associated with Coach Hamilton, you understand that there's no clock. There's nothing too small and there's nothing too big. He will try to do everything in his power to put you in position to be the best you. And he will tell you on the down day one, 
Uh, I have convictions for what I believe, and I'm going to push you towards your your your, your goal. And uh, tell me where you want to go. I'm going to help you get there. Um, and he said to me, a lot of guys want to get somewhere in life, but they've never get, gotten where they're trying to get, so how do they know the path? So he's, he's somebody who's always trying to show people the path. On the basketball side, the way in which he puts his teams together is not how other people put their teams together um, as far as looking at wingspans and, and looking at speed and looking at size and looking at two years down the line for developing and the notebooks of, of players that he, that he uses. Those things go, you know, show so much discipline and surviving and thriving. I mean, 22 years at Florida State University, you know, that is an, an admirable uh, feat in itself. Second thing, you know, I'm saying a second thing or a thousand thing that I learned from him is uh, how to uh, coach with integrity in this business. You know, uh, how to go on the road and manage, you know, watching and evaluating the right young man, how to represent your institution with class as an African-American, knowing, knowing what the stigmas may be in coaching. So you have to approach certain things with a little more vigor than other people would. And understanding that's not anyone's fault, that's life. And uh, taking those opportunities to to showcase your skill and ability versus uh, taking your platform to complain about something. You know, that's one thing I've learned about him is his approach to coaching is a life approach and, it, and everything's connected. Well, we've talked in the past when you were at Boise State uh, on a number of occasions that it's shoot arounds before games. And, um, you know, I always, I always like talking to coaches about player development and game planning and game prepping and recruiting. Um, but to be a head coach like you were at Southeastern, you had to do it all as a head coach or as a assistant at high profile programs like Boise State, Florida State, uh, and now Gonzaga, you have to do it all, but you have to really kind of have a passion. I think, I would imagine, I don't want to speak for you, that you have to have a passion maybe for one where you can kind of separate yourself. What are your focuses as a coach? Is it player development? Is it game planning? Um, what, what are you expecting to bring to the table at Gonzaga? That's a great question. And I've had a few different people ask me that question. And I would say it's really hard to answer that question with conviction simply because at 20, what, 27, 28, I was a head coach. So I had to do it all. And I have been fortunate enough that whoever's hired me from Leon Rice to coach Hamilton to now coach few, they're hiring me knowing that my skill set is vast in those areas and I can fill a void or a gap. I will say this from my, from my experience, the pros in which I've helped develop have been, uh, wings and guards and the bigs that I've developed have been guys that I've developed with wings and guards. So it's not a necessarily a, I'm a big post developed guy or I'm a point guard developed guy. I like to develop a guy within the schemes in which we're playing. Gotcha. You know, and then I think this too, you have to have a plan, right? You take a lot of intuition to your training. You take a lot of feel to your training but you have to have a plan that represents the head coach's approval. So what you're working on translates for the player, the program, into wins for both the person and the program. I think it's very important to be clear in those things. And so for me, I take that approach, and I don't like to waste people's time and develop. 
You're back in the Northwest. Uh, you grew up in Tacoma. Boise, I guess you could say, was somewhat close to home. Florida's on the complete opposite side of the country. Well, how, how much excitement is there within your immediate house and then your extended family that, that you're, uh, you're not in Tacoma, but you're at least in the state and it's drivable for the day to come see you and your family and be at a game? And now listen, man, my, my family hasn't been able to watch me really coach. I got to Boise State and the pandemic was happening. Right, so I get close, and then it, it, and things happen to where people can't come to games. Then I go all the way to Florida State, man. Come on, you get on plane, you know. So being back in the Northwest, I can say this: when I was hired by Mark Few, he got about a thousand other assistant coaches in the Northwest. <laughs> I got more coaches and more GMs, the you know mailmen to FedEx drivers to preachers to teachers to business people that are like, okay, now. I can really get behind because of where you're at in the proximity. So it was hard to put on that Seminole shirt being so far away. But, uh, yeah, you, Coach, you hired me. You got a, 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 a whole troop of assistant coaches now <laughs> in the Northwest. And they will be live at the games. They will be uh, a ton of energy. And this is me on a little lower level. You've been in practices. You know how I can get. And so a lot of joy coming to the gym with the bars with the bars family well that's awesome uh last question before uh i let you go you know in this business of college basketball there there is for a lot of guys you want to be a head coach at the highest level but you have to understand your current role wherever that may be roger powell had an amazing opportunity to go to valpo tommy lloyd had an amazing opportunity to go to arizona a few years back leon rice took his opportunity at boise state what is the big separator for an assistant coach to know when they're ready to, to lead a program? Because you've already led a program and then went to be a, a division one assistant. Um, you know, there, there's lots of steps that you have to go through. I'm sure in your mind to be ready for that next step. You're as, as excited as I, as I can imagine at this step, but everybody in the back of their mind is thinking, Hey, I want to be a head coach at some, at some point. What what is it like to to kind of prepare yourself to be that guy? But also as you prepare yourself, and I know this is a long-winded question, to prepare that yourself to be that guy, you're also presenting your best self as an assistant coach in your current position. Am I right? I would say you know you're ready. It's three things you have to do. First, you have to know which region in which you know you can be successful in. You got to know where you assistant can have immediate success second thing is somebody got to hire you you, know? <laughs> you can say you're ready you can apply when you someone hires you that's when you know you're ready uh the third thing is when your head coach who you're presently working for feels like they can walk out of the gym and they know it can be raised the level of expectation from the players fans and administrators is not dropped in their absence now it may not be the same but they know okay when he's on when he's running he's, I can see that there's that same level of influence on the floor. He's commanding presence. I think those things are those things are vital. Um, I mean, yeah, those are the three things to, to, to know where and what you can be successful. Because I think a lot of guys take jobs because of the opportunity, and they don't really understand the, the landscapes of things. And then two, you know, you know you're ready when you have a job. <laughs> like that's when you, you don't get to tell yourself you're ready. The opportunity tells you you're ready.
Uh, and that's one thing I understood. And then, and like I said, the third thing is when your head coach trusts you enough to uh, let you operate at your full full capacity. Um, and you can tell by a person's energy and a person's approach to to their everyday life if they're ready to lead a group of young men, young women, administrators, community. It's all encompassing. Um, and I think that's important to make sure you take your time. The worst thing in life is to arrive at a great place premature because uh, it won't be it won't and so in my journey, I've tried to take methodical steps, plan, plan my existence and be where my feet are, as the cool people like to say. Uh, but I like to be wherever the Wi-Fi will take me. And so um, they took me all the way to Spokane. And we can't wait. To, we can't wait to get there. Awesome. Well, I know Leon Rice uh, loved having you on his staff. I'm sure Coach Few is excited and is going to love having you on his staff. I'm excited to get to spend some more time with you at practice and covering the team during the TV games. Um, and I know the Gonzaga fan base is excited to hear more about you. So, RJ, welcome to Gonzaga. Welcome to Spokane. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, and real quick, though, I was telling somebody the other day, is Gonzaga got the transfer portal thing figured out. You were probably one of the first guys that I remember growing up was the real like, transfer portal OG. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but 100%. back then there was like 200 guys in the portal, not 1,500 you have to sift through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you – you, I mean, you, you see see beyond the, the present, man, so, uh, and so does Gonzaga. So I think it's really cool to be, to, to be sitting here with you having watched you when I was younger and, and playing and, and admiring your game and your craft. So look forward to uh, more conversations as well. Awesome. Thanks again for joining. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll connect soon. Good luck on the recruiting trail because I know that eval period kicks off in a couple of days. <laughs>